This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. El Shaddai, El Shaddai, Father God. Those are the Hebrew words that mean... I thank God and then powerful. And we know that we serve a powerful God. That's what we're here to do today. We love how big and strong you are, Father. Your arms, your biceps, the particular curve on them, God. We worship those things and we bow down to those things. We, we worship above all masculine strength as exhibited in you. Just greased up, glistening, glowing, Mm. beautiful curvature muscular like kind of thigh like kind of meaty thighs Mm. like big thighs but it's like yeah like you know you could like probably crush someone's head with those things so father we bow down to that we we pray for your strength and we pray a prayer of healing and of worship over this podcast caroline maybe if you want to open us up in prayer and i'll close and if anyone else feels led to pray they can jump in whenever they want to Uh, God, I'd like to lift up an often forgotten but very essential part of the worship, uh, more specifically the worship team, more specifically my fellow audio engineers um, who are doing the work behind the desk back there, twisting the knobs, getting them nice and perky, moving that slider thingy, kind of wearing a Hawaiian shirt a lot of the time. Um, getting the mix right and then getting it wrong just so they can get it right one more time. Uh, We'd like to lift them up and make sure that they're getting the appreciation they deserve and that they're also getting the downtime that they deserve because we know when they're back there, they're not paying attention. (laughs) They're relaxing, Lord. And we thank you that they get that rest. Uh, May they continue to do your good work. Yes, we lift up the lowest of the low, which is audio engineers, (laughs) the true scum of the earth. The lowest on the totem pole of church hierarchy, Father, even they are worthy of your love. Somehow they're worthy of that. Father, if there's anyone else here in the room that feels led to pray, I'm sensing a, a spirit of reticence, maybe, or or nervousness. May they just break through that right now, Father. God. <laughs> Dear God, I want to thank you for nominating Jessica Chastain for an Oscar for her her performance in the eyes of Tammy Faye. It wasn't just about her makeup. It was about her performance. And now that there's an award um, that, I mean, I don't think she's going to win it, but that she, you know, is one of the five people, um, you know, I was worried Kristen Stewart wouldn't get in there either because, you know, that movie's divisive, but you did it for everyone because you're a, um, a good guy. And Olivia Coleman, um, and dear God, we just we just pray for Glenn Close. We just pray, God, that Glenn Close will get close 
and actually get an Oscar. Oh God, I'm just getting it now. That's why she doesn't have one, because she's just close, but not, mm. not a winner. <laughs> Father, unfortunately, we know that Glenn Close is Glenn Close, but no Glenn Banana, unfortunately. And there are times that we are Glenn Close from you, or we're Glenn far from you, God, and we pray that you redeem those moments. And speaking of the Oscars, Lord, everyone here is going to be talking about Benedict Cumber, whoever, Jesse, what's his name? Kirsten, who's it, what's it? And talking about the power of the dog. Well, let's reverse that. And let's talk about the power of the God. And that's you, Father. Okay? And it's for all these things. In your precious name, we pray. Amen. Amen. And the tea is like yuck hard. Consider the source. Hey. God, consider the source. It's me. I'm a fan of my mom. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. <laughs> I'm, K- I'm Caroline. <laughs> it's never too early for Christmas. <laughs> for a little holiday cheer in the form of Tim the Toolman Taylor grunting out jingle bells and then making a crowd, a very rising crowd, go, oh, oh, oh. Dude. Wow. And it's Christmas, so it's it's automatically Christian. Uh, we're here to have Good Christian Fun. Up. That's right. Yeah. Good Christian Fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, the music and the movies and their entertainment, made for and made by Christians. But we're not here to make fun of you. We're not here to make you go to church. We're just here to have a little bit of fun. It's okay. It's all right. What we're doing. It's all safe. (laughs) Should that be the new tagline for this season of like, don't worry, it's safe. (laughs) We practice safe podcasting. We do. Absolutely. Sometimes we're a little dangerous though, too, as well. And, wh- and how does that danger, uh, yeah, <laughs> manifest itself? What is danger? It's like, <laughs> um, sort of, you know, the things we're not afraid to say, uh, mm-hmm. the clips you're not afraid to bring back. Uh huh. Yeah. The from the, the past, from the long buried past. The is that I'm not afraid to tell it, like, if you will. <laughs> yeah. From time to time, right. we're we're talking about a little song. Uh, you know, the title of which is Hebrew, but it's very Christian. Uh, it's El Shaddai. El Shaddai, as popularized by Amy Motherfucking Grant. We didn't talk to her too much about that song when she was on our podcast a few months ago. That is true, that she was on the podcast. and Our godmother, and Amy Grant. Our godmother, who we then saw live in Anaheim, California, a few short months later. And uh, we're not offered backstage passes. We're not offered any sort of meet and greet. Uh, but we were not barred from the venue, so we do thank her for that. That was That's nice of her uh, to not ban us. But we're talking about El Shaddai, a song, Caroline, she did not write, but she did popularize, as yeah, is often shocked, the case. Shocked today to find out it was a cover. Shocked and appalled. Uh, but we're not here to talk about it alone. We, we're here, like all things, to do it in community. And boy, what a community that we have today in the form of our guests friends and folks 
He is an actor. He is a comedian. You may have seen him on 30 Rock. You can check him on somebody somewhere on HBO. Give it the hell up for Jeff Hiller. Hey. Hi. Everybody. <laughs> oh. oh, he's doing it. He's reverting. He's oh, regressing back. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Jeff. Hi. Oh, my God. I really felt swept up in that song. I know that this is uh, only an audio format, but the viewers at home should know we were all dancing in our Zoom windows and holding up our hands. A hands up clap. We were trying to hands touch each clap, other. Right? There's, there's, there's a certain, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with this, Jeff, now, but there's a certain, in the myriad of sad things that have taken place the last two years, one of the saddest things is uh, the transition that everyone's had to make to chair dancing on podcasts, oh. where <laughs> right. we can't really do that, especially Terrible. for like live shows or like Zoom reads of a script. Everyone just kind of has to shuffle around like they're driving in the car. And down that is the worst part of this pandemic. I think so. I mean, it's arguable, but I, I think it's up there. Top yeah. 10. I mean, what are the top 10? You know, what are the top 10 worst things about the pandemic? Disneyland well, being closed. Yeah. Right. Um, how, how now when somebody sneezes instead of saying bless you you just like give them a really dirty stink eye yeah or dirty scream guy. yeah oh the millions of people who died um uh, yeah a uh, number four i would say avatar 2 got avatar. delayed a little bit oh, again God, that I one know. maybe that's actually before yeah let's put that number three chairs. let's be reasonable uh, not being about able this. to access salad bars or salsa bars the way i oh, used to right right <laughs> um on. how they don't have free wine at art openings anymore <laughs> the uh, the abolishment of Costco samples, man, <laughs> yeah. very we, sad. We're not recovering from that. And TJ's. Yeah, <laughs> oh. that sucks. No, no, TJ's and uh, Mendocino Farms used to do nice samples. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. <laughs> the yeah, I went to TJ's the other day and I saw that it was like not only packed up, but they had like put new stuff in place of where that station used to be as if it's like a permanent departure. Is this true? At my TJ's, they have up like... um like a screen, like like an actress would change behind in an old-timey movie. <laughs> I mean, I might as well screen. just see like, big, like a slip flying around, you know what I mean? Like, you can't go back there. But I, back there. I would That's love so glamorous. If, if it was uh, backlit and you could just see someone like a, a lady or a gentleman having a sample by themselves, it's all very suggestive. You only see a little outline, nothing too, too specific. Yeah, that's right. But that would be really sweet. Yeah. Love and then, stuff. and then the best parts of the pandemic, you know, all the all the King Lears that we wrote while we were locked inside, <laughs> right. Uh, right? Of obviously the Nicole Kidman AMC ad, uh, you know, that's oh, I love that there. suit. I love that God. suit. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> the I rhinestones need- on the pinstripes. Oh, oh, yeah, come on, oh, come on, it's so gorgeous. I need to check on this, Jeff, because you're you're uh, an East Coaster right now, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. have been for the last seven years. I said right now as if it's a temporary <laughs> condition. <laughs> So here in LA, when uh-huh. the AMC Nicole Kidman ad comes on screen, people go bananas. People are clapping. People are reciting. Yeah. Somehow a heartbreak sure. feels good in a place like this. Is it the case in New York? Are, are people doing that on the East Coast as well, or, or is it a more muted reception? Kevin, I have to tell you, I have SAG after a privilege. 
<laughs> and um, I'd just be, I'm just watching the screeners. Okay, I'm just watching the screeners. Okay. I'm not going to theaters. To I know. I'm, I'm okay, the reason. Okay, GCF scoop. Yeah, I am the local reason. theaters shutting down across the nation due to Jeff Hiller's <laughs> lack, lack of interest. Refusal to support. <laughs> I know. I know. His it's own really industry. True. It's really true. I'm terrible. I had plans to see Red Rocket at a theater, but it wasn't an AMC. And I... <laughs> I and then I was like, mm, I don't really want to go. It's snowing. <laughs> wow. Somehow heartbreak feels bad hearing this news. Actually, unfortunately, I'm sorry, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I mean, without soon. consistent patronage, movies like Greta wouldn't have been greenlit to begin with. <laughs> a yeah. movie that I went and saw with our friend Jossie, and then screamed when a certain Mr. Hiller <laughs> popped up on on camera for a little bit. It's true. I had to I had to restrain Isabel Huppert, and the stuntman said to me, he was Irish, and he was like, "Careful, man! You know she's a legend, right?" <laughs> and then I was like, oh, "No, I know." And and then I was like so worried that I was gonna break her in half. And she like she's made of glass. basically tackled me and was oh. like oh, yeah. <laughs> so much stronger than I could ever be. Greta's a good that movie. Everyone French. should see that and see uh Isabel Huppert tackle tackle. Yeah, it's pretty bonkers. It's a pretty bonkers movie. I love That's the I one say. where the in the trailer, like the naked old woman like runs in the background, right? No, oh, that's, no. that's it. <laughs> Volume that's it two, too. weirdo. What are you talking about? <laughs> They're very similar. As soon as that. I said it, I knew it was. Did wrong. you think that the naked old woman was Isabel Huppert? I guess is my next question. Or did you think yeah, the aforementioned yeah, Jessica Chastain was Isabel Huppert? Oh, you know, I I'm feel so like sorry, Jessica Jeff. Chastain mainly gets confused with Bryce Dallas Howard, but now she's being confused with a naked old lady. Now, and that's ageism at work. You 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 understand how, like the two gentlemen on the call didn't ascribe such rounded up to like eighty or ninety years old to Isabel Huppert, but it was you yourself. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Wow. I really I really thought. Um, what's her name in Greta? The younger girl, um, Chloe Grace Moretz. It's like talking to my mom right now. I, you know, like like celebrity Mad Libs, where it's like, you know, the girl I like, but I heard she smokes, so now I don't. <laughs> she gained a little like, weight. Uh, <laughs> It's such a shame. She has such a pretty face. Sorry. Gracious. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. wow. I really, like, had a picture in my mind. Chloe Grace Moritz, like, visited the, the apartment, and then the old lady ran behind her and scared her. Um, that's a different movie. And so disrespectful, because, Jeff, I'm a huge fan of yours. You know, I love her. You're in, like, all of my favorite TV shows, and I've been loving the new one, and um, too— to disrespect well, you. you this much is terrible. I am offended because I believe— Right under the Bible, we yep. need to respect Neil Jordan's Greta. <laughs> Neil Jordan's we Greta. Do. That's the eleventh commandment. Neil. This episode is dedicated to Greta. <laughs> yeah, and the Greta is yeah. in all of us. The Greta in me sees the Greta in you, and together, right. the collective Greta of the world. And we and That's we do a, join hands with that. Day. That's a weird pop culture thing to come up on Christian pop culture. <laughs> I don't. I can't even like spin it in a Christian way at all. Oh, I mean. God. Oh, I mean. Well, here, here's the trick. Here, here's truthfully what it is, Jeff. Yeah. When, when there are like, uh, like uh, you know, like pastors who want to be relevant or find some sort of like little inkling right. in Jesus juke, some piece of meat.
media, you say yeah. that like a crime movie or Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad's actually the best illustration of what sin does to a person. So something oh. like that, you kind of spend like that. So Greta, obviously there's some uh, sinful stuff going on in that. If in you terms of sin, crime. you'll kidnap a lady. That's right. <laughs> And just like, isn't it wild? Locker in a little Slippery thing. Slope. Spoiler alert, by the way. Yeah. From Spoiler this alert movie. for Neil Jordan's Greta. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Spoiling counts as not respecting it. It does break the 11th <laughs> commandment. I'm not sure, but perhaps. Uh, no. But enough about Greta. Whoops. We would love to know more about Jeff. By the way, let's make this just fully a part of the press cycle that you're on for somebody <laughs> yeah. somewhere on HBO, renewed already for a second season. Starring Bridget Everett and our guest today, Mr. Jeff Hiller. And so this nice. is, uh, you know, a phenomenal new show. We love it. We were we were gushing about it before we got on the call with you. Because usually our guests just have literally nothing to plug at all to say nothing of. One of the best <laughs> okay. new shows on TV. Direct them. Well, usually okay. our guests kind of suck. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> usually our guests are of a certain um, tier. Yeah. So, Jeff, thanks for bringing something to the table yeah. this time. <laughs> anything, anything at all. There's that good Christian fence spirit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. well, I wanted to connect it to your story, too, because I, I feel like there's probably some autobiographical elements to the character that may or may not overlap with your own story. The The show takes place in the Midwest in a small-town community in mm-hmm. Kansas. And it's kind of, instead of, uh, there's like an archetype of television where, look at this big city person come to the small town and then she changes things up or mixes it up a little bit. And really it's more the inverse where there's already a thriving community of people in a, in a particularly queer community on this mm-hmm. show that ends up embracing her for the better um, mm-hmm. and, and changing her. And so much of the show is uh, based on y'all's relationship. But the relevancy to maybe this show, and maybe we can get into your background with it, is the fact that uh, one of the big centers of community for these people is quote-unquote choir practice. And uh, right. your character taking the keys to the church and uh, doing whatever he wants in it, which did remind me, Jeff, of one of the last times we saw each other and podcasted together, which was seven years ago when we recorded an episode of Gilmore Guys in a church office I happened to have keys to. I was doing a little choir practice of my own. Was Uh, Was it not officially sanctioned? They knew about it, but I don't think they knew everything we were talking about on the show. I don't think they cared, uh, frankly. So, right, it well, was the Gilmore Girls wasn't too wasn't too spicy, was it? <laughs> no, but we did. I mean, it's basically yeah, basically Christian. Was, it, it veered off near the end as far as the yeah. podcast goes in terms of content. Uh, I will say, <laughs> uh, but yes, it's a it's a terrific show. Everyone should watch. But but is there any overlap with your character and your own? personal life and, and upbringing or anything with church culture and whatnot? Yeah, totally. I um, I mean, the, the role was not written for me. It's just a coincidence. Um, but I I grew up in the church um, and I went to a Christian college. It was like a liberal arts school that oh, yeah. was affiliated with the church. It wasn't like, um, like one time I met this woman. She's like, I went to a Bible college and I majored in Bible. And I was like, mm, it's a little bit, it's a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had to take math and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We were starting like Shakespeare. Exactly. So, but uh, but I was a theology minor. I would have been a major, but I didn't want to take Hebrew. 
And I didn't want, and so, so consequently, I didn't have to do my senior thesis. So my last semester was like, gee, I mean, sure. nothing, baby. Wait, did you give a shit about theology or was it just like, I'll tack this on? No, I loved it. I loved it. And it was like, a, it was a really interesting program too. It was a, like a, a sort of focus on liberation theology or, or theology of the oppressed. And it was about mm. um, sort of the church being uh, one of the, um, the uh, drive for, for positive change, not just for the oppressive change. Um, and I, like I studied abroad in Namibia, which is, um, um, it's the country in Southern Africa <laughs> and it was like under apartheid rule. Um, and the Lutheran church there was actually, um, part of fighting apartheid and stuff like that. So anyway, my wow. point is, my point is, if you don't mind me getting serious, <laughs> is that, um, for me, even as a queer person, even as a gay person, I really thought of the church as the safe space, unlike mm-hmm. um, most pop culture depictions of queer people in the church. It's usually like a, a persecution or um, something like that. But for me, I was so bullied. And I know that this is um, surprising, but I was very bullied because I was um, considered obviously gay, a profoundly obviously profoundly gay. Profoundly gay. Yes, and I grew up in Texas. They're not, they're not down with it. They're not down with the gay. What part? Of, what part of Texas? San Antonio, Texas. Okay, the Riverwalk. That's all I know. <laughs> that's, um, that's where I went to high school. Yeah. The that's where he was bullied, Kevin. Way to bring <laughs> they that. They pushed him into the river. Oh no! Trigger warning. <laughs> Come on. I did one time see somebody jump into the Riverwalk. It was so great because that. Is that, it's not oh, a clean river. That's it's a not no-no. a clean river. Okay. No, no, no. I didn't know if that was like, like they dangerous. Just, they would, but, yeah. yeah, they would drain it once a year, and like more than once they found dead bodies in it. Uh, One time they oh. just found a head. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we cleaned this whole river, we drained this whole thing, and all we found was one head? Well, you think they're disappointed by the the small hall, Caroline? <laughs> I know, Caroline. I didn't say all they found was one head. I just, that was the, that was the headline, okay? They might have found a hand, too. I don't know. A lot of work just for a head. <laughs> oh, poor guys. That's sad. sad. All he got was a hand. And you were, you were bullied a little bit. Oh, right, right, right. And so the only place I wasn't bullied was the church when I was growing up. So I was like a huge... Wow. Like, I went to youth group. I taught... I taught the children's choir. I oh, wow. did after-school tutoring. I did... Um, I think every day of the week I had something except for Friday, including Saturday and Sunday. And uh, Friday was the only day there was no, like there there wasn't a thing to <laughs> volunteer for. It wasn't like I was like, I need a day <laughs> off. It was like, there's nothing. Um, so I Please just, leave. Yeah. <laughs> Can I watch. start a Friday service? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. I'm glad the church was a, was a happy place. And it sounds like you were like the quintessential plugged in member. Like you were probably... What I they was. held up to the other children is like a standard. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if they, <laughs> it was a standard. <laughs> I don't think but any of the like, other look children at his dedication. were like. We want to be like Jeff. None of them were wow. that. None of them were that. But trust me. Look I mean, they schedule. were nice to me. They didn't. They weren't allowed to be bullies to me. But they didn't want to be like me for sure. Okay. Okay. And this was. Did you say this was a Lutheran church? What flavor was this? It was Lutheran church. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And, and was, I went to Texas Lutheran College, and then I did a year of Lutheran Volunteer Corps. 
it was actually called Urban Servant Corps, but it was affiliated with the Lutheran Church in Denver. So I am like, wow, you were traveling all around for the Lutheran Church. (laughs) Through and through. What was that year of service like? Um, I I mean, I really loved it. We lived in community. I was, I I had, I was coming out and, um, I had already been out, but like the pastor who was in, in charge, she, it was, she was trying to be good and she, she recommended I not come out at first mm. that I let them get to know me and then come out. But it was just really bad advice and everybody just sort of felt like I had been lying to them, which mm. I had been. And, um, so that was like a little weird, but, that is a weird part. and that was where I met the woman who majored in Bible. And she went to Moody Bible Institute. And oh, yeah. She was maybe not such a fan of gay people. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but that was really the first time where the church was like, oh, like somebody laid them. Um, I think it was her. I don't know for a fact. But she somebody laid these tracks outside my door. Like we all lived in a big I mean, it was a mansion, but it, that makes it sound a lot fancier. Than, I mean, it was like a, a, a rundown mansion, but it did have <laughs> 10 bedrooms. <laughs> and, uh, and like, my door was like, um, it was like an old church door that just, like, wow. didn't have a locker. It just like, was like a <laughs> Dang. like a church door you pull open. <laughs> um, oh. oh, my God. And it had, like, a little stained glass window in it. But um, outside my door one morning, there were these tracks that were all about, like, um, you know, those Repent. clobber verses or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Was it the yeah, chick exactly. track things where it's like the, the ca- kind of cartoon illustration tracks or was it mm-hmm. a Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. like but those? it was specifically about repenting for being uh, gay. It, I mean, it was sort of like, we love you anyway, but stop. <laughs> it was like that. And I was like, <laughs> it was very not Lutheran. I was really shocked by it. It's so messed up. Do you think she brought one for like each topic just in case she encountered like an addict or <laughs> someone who blasphemes you know, as well? I'm just, I'm surprised she had those on deck ready to go. I wonder also if out. like, because some of the, uh, like two of the people hooked up, like, I mean, it was a heterosexual couple, but they were not wow. married. And I wonder if she said anything to them. <laughs> Probably not. I can't remember. This is a long. I'm old. This is quite a. This is quite a long time ago. Yeah, but it should be an equitable sort of wow. uh, uh, judgment for all. I mean, the the chick tracks in in particular. I'm just gonna share my screen to see if this jogs it for you. Jeff is just. It was it like in this sort of <laughs> oh style. I mean, these are just kind of, so. I, it did. It was little cartoons. These don't look quite the same. It had color. It had color. Uh. <laughs> They're in color now. What do you mm-hmm. think has happened to the chick track? Is that Hillary? I think Gosh, it, these almost look like they're from Mad Magazine or something. They're very intense. Hillary yeah. Clinton. Let's see what comes up. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, not too much. Not too much. But, yeah, hopefully, you know, just mm-hmm. like uh, our lives are a little <laughs> bit easier now with the QR code menus, I I, I hope that Chick Tracks has pivoted to just like <laughs> – Hey, I want you to right. read this. And it's just a guy holding a phone right. in front of you with like. I just a, get a text. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. I mean, a lot easier. Oh, like, a hateful pivot, little combo strip. Yeah, yeah, the pivot to the thing. Sped up hate so much faster. Oh, no. Exactly. Yeah. There's a, there's a more efficient that, way to do it. That saves paper, too. I don't. I guess they're probably not really worried about that, are they? <laughs> uh, yeah, it might depend on the person. But, just okay. budgetary. So, so, yeah. So, your faith was like really positive. During this part of your life, and it sounds like it was a pretty strong 
life-giving source for you. And then- I mean, I should say like, I wanted to become a pastor and I couldn't because I was gay. I mean, I think you can now, but you couldn't then. Because the Lutheran church didn't officially affirm queer people in leadership at the time? Right, I think you could be if you were celibate. Okay. Uh, But you didn't have to be celibate if you were straight. Oh, no, of course not. What was like your vision for even becoming a pastor? What what did you want to do once you had that role? Well, in a, in a, in a I mean, like, if you do believe in the process of call and stuff, it, it, there, the, the no might have been a good thing for me because I think what I really wanted to do was just like perform in front of the church. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> I was like, Jeff, I want to do a pastor. sermon and song. <laughs> The first musical sermon. Which is more of a rabbinical uh, thing that you could, I guess, pour it over and converse. Sure. Yeah, why not? Uh, your church would have been amazing. It would have been so great. Really yeah. flashy. Yeah. yeah can <laughs> we get some LEDs on this avenue. pulpit? Uh, it's just some, like, underlighting. And, yeah, that would have been nice. My vestments nice. aren't bright enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's, of course, it. And I'm sure you've, like, been under teaching or seen people for whom it's like, well, you could have directed your your charisma one way or the other. You could have had kind of the career that you have had, or you could have been a pastor like you're doing, and you chose to do that. Right. Uh, especially prevalent yeah. in, like, youth pastor situations. So Right. And I, I loved, I was like a youth director for a couple summers. I was a camp counselor. So I think that's probably the, the thing that I was aiming towards. But I also kind of was doing that just because it was like, well, I guess this. It wasn't like... um. You know, the cry of your heart. mission of like yeah. saving souls every right. summer. Whenever, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think, might have, I think it was probably good. I didn't do it. And soon yeah, enough, you fun. would go to a different church altogether the church of laughs and comedy, the yes. giggle church, where <laughs> you oh would become God. a part of the ministry. You would study under the saints like Del Close. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Literally the only time he's been called a saint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people make those like Scientology equals UCB jokes all the time. I feel like I've been hearing that the last five or seven years. But yeah. So did you feel like you kind of fell out of things, especially when you kind of were able to assess, oh, yeah, I don't care about this. I care about performing. Was there a time where, like, you started to separate from your faith? How did that work? Right. Well, when I lived in Denver, I, I, I actually, after I did my year of um, volunteer work, I, I got I got a job, and, and I still went to church every Sunday then. And then when I moved here, I did go to church. Um, I went in uh, when I lived in the East Village because there was a Lutheran church nearby, and I, li- I went when I lived in um, Astoria because there was a Lutheran church literally across the street from me. And I was like, well, I gotta go. And then they like sucked <laughs> me into the choir and everything. And I was like, oh, this is too much commitment. <laughs> um, but I I didn't, um, I, I mean, I think, I know this is a comedy podcast, so hopefully I'm not getting too um, deep or whatever, but okay. I think that I, I still believe like faith is, is important. I feel like I wouldn't, I don't think you can be an artist and not have a lot of faith. Um, at the same time, like I totally like read horoscopes and Harry Potter. You know, I'm not like <laughs> horoscopes and Harry Potter. <laughs> I like that those those being the most extreme, like outrageously worldly things as examples. Well, and you know, and I I do shows at the UCB. Nobody was watching my shows at the UCB, being like. 
I bet Jeff's a Christian. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty filthy stuff that I did. Um, but I, I, I think, I think that a faith community, or, or, or maybe not a community even, but I think community is important, and it's often through a faith community. And I think that spirituality is important. I do. Yeah. Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. even now. So, but you know, I don't want to be like. I don't want to be going to like church-wide synod events. <laughs> synod? <laughs> Wait, what do you Which think is the, what, like, the makeup of the church is? Like it's a parliament system? Oh, it is in the Lutheran church. Oh, I, that was not I'm a joke. About this. Oh, God. I'm a dumbass. I'm sorry. <laughs> but we... Because did you grow up like in like a non-denominational kind of a thing? Yeah, yeah it was more did. non-denominational where it's like, there's no, you know. <laughs> more like, of an anarchist government structure, yeah, exactly. I'd say. <laughs> right. I mean, the, authoritarianism tossed in. It's like conservative <laughs> slash libertarian, I think, in, in that sense. Uh, where it's like there was an elder board and pastors, but there wasn't like right. the mothership that they all did. I don't want anybody telling me what to do. Yeah, yeah totally. exactly. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. I went to a non-denominational. Non-denomish. Now that's uh, quite a. It's later here in New York, and I'm trying Um, a non-denominational camp called His Hill. Started with with an H. I mean, with a capital H. Capital H. His. Yes, of course. (laughs) That's exactly. The fact that they called it His Hill. His Hill. Exactly. And I fully like. I mean, like, if I told Lutherans this, they would like, oh dear, oh no, no. But like, I fully like accepted Christ into my yeah. heart and yeah. and like people like spoken tongues like literally people spoken tongues and that oh. one was like that one they really were like if you have gay thoughts fight it fight. like the Lutherans just like they just didn't mention the gay thing but the <laughs> his hill they were like you're evil it's a it's mm-hmm. a demon exorcise it and I was like get out get out gay thoughts they came for your <laughs> they came for your hill that's not nice yes, exactly it's <laughs> not cool <laughs> Uh, that's so funny that you uh, – I, I, I think that's every kid's experience if they went to a, a non-denominational Christian camp. If you didn't answer the altar call, you yeah. basically missed the point of the entire camp. And yes. he did, that's yeah. not a what good feeling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> to be you're left like, out. You're wasting your time. Part. You're wasting my time. What, what are we right. doing here, folks? <laughs> Yeah, that's what it's like going like. to a timeshare uh, meeting, you know, like you exactly. have to do that part, you know, if you want but the prize. I didn't, really, I didn't completely understand it. And I went, I loved it so much that I would go two, two weeks every summer. And, oh, yeah. Um, and I accepted Christ more than once. <laughs> yeah, which cancels it. Was like, it cancels it out. So you have to do you it a third time. did just accept Christ last yeah. week? And I was like, yeah, and last summer. <laughs> and finally it was like... Buddy, you don't have to do that. Uh, Christ is in you now. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, it was like, you guys are so persuasive. And And I think your salvation increases in strength every time you accept God. It's like exponential. And for the 11th one, if you get the punch card, it's free. So that's that's nice. That's a nice feature of it, actually. (laughs) Exactly. I do love that. I still use it, by the way. That was when I was a kid. (laughs) Well, how do you think, just going back to the thing you said, I know you said you don't want to get too deep on a comedy podcast, which we don't give a shit well, about. Well, I will. I just don't know if you want me to. <laughs> we just, listen, it's a conversation. Oh, okay. It's okay. a dialogue that we're having right. here. Comedy but, is actually like dead serious when you think about it, you know? <laughs> well, you know, comedy, and Caroline, let's recite yeah. kind of what we understand I just, the point of comedy I do wish the people could have seen your face when you said that. <laughs> 
Because your face, your face was committing to the bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, your face she? was, it's dead serious. <laughs> sorry. Kevin, what were you saying? I'm sorry. Oh, no. It was, you know, I just, we, we understand in 2022 the kind of comedian's job, which is we didn't sign up to be your hero. It's our job to be dangerous and irreverent, mm. to question authority, mm. to take you through a spooky mental haunted house so you can arrive at your own conclusions. Uh, you know, stay focused on the people we pay taxes to be moral leaders. That's kind of what we feel about comedy oh, yeah. on Gosh. the GCF podcast. If the people we pay our taxes to are our moral leaders. We are screwed. Does anyone know what I'm talking about right now? This is a Whitney <laughs> Cummings tweet that she said in support of Joe Rogan. Uh, that became uh, like a mini meme on Twitter.com for a, like a little week where she's like, hey, it's not a comedian's job to be truthful about vaccines. It's to take you into a haunted mental illness house or whatever the fuck. But oh. uh, yeah, so good for her. <laughs> She's, She's uh, speaking the truth with Chris um, That's fun. But as far as like the necessity of faith uh, for art or artistry, I mean, like I know it sounds like cringe to call yourself an artist sometimes, but I would love to know how it's even functioned personally for you in your own life the last couple of years, um, even in relation to getting this show on HBO and this big high profile thing that seems like such a great fit for your talents and and you know, you know, you're able to give a performance that's so like funny and you, but also vulnerable in these different ways and like not literally the autobiographical elements that that um have informed, you know, maybe some of the character story on the show, but just like generally your relationship to work, like how do you feel like faith has informed it other than just the faith of like, I hope an audition comes through. I hope the next job comes through, et cetera. You know? Well, that's actually really important. <laughs> Just that part of being like, I got to keep the hope. I got to keep the faith alive. Because otherwise you're going to quit. <laughs> it's not It's not easy. There's a lot of fallow periods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's so funny because I was saying um, to another actor, I was like, I can't believe, I mean, like, I, re- I realize this show is not like, a Marvel show, like, but, but it's just, it's the first show I've ever been on that people actually like. (laughs) 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 Because, um, well, it's also the first pilot I've been on that actually got picked up. And, and the first show that I was on on another show that like no one ever, I was on the show called Nightcap on the pop network, which like, I've, I've That's been my recognized. Oh yeah, we, sure. well, our audience. Just so you know, Jeff, it's half pop heads that listen to oh, the podcast. Oh yeah. my gosh! So you have pop and Tubi. Are wait, kind half of, of your Tubi. audience are pop heads. So yeah, that's right. You have two people in your audience, and one of them is a pop head. Yeah, it's really low. This probably isn't worth your time to do. And this it's both podcast. our moms, <laughs> and it's my mommy and Carolyn. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. And Carolyn's mommy is a pop head. She a loves shit. She loves it. Yeah, she loved that show. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I guess I was saying about how I, I, I'm excited that I'm on a show that people actually like, and it's on a network that people watch. <laughs> and uh, and he was like, "But you work all the time," and I think, I think um, to him, like I looked like I already had this big career because, like, whatever, three times a year I would be a guest star on a TV show but that would be three days of work in a year. (laughs) So that's not, there's not a lot of work. (laughs) You don't feel like you're really um, killing it. Uh, Yeah, yeah. 
and it might not even translate to like health insurance, depending on on if it's just three co-stars, you, you wouldn't even get health insurance mm-hmm. from that. And so I think as part of that, you really do need to um, live in this spirit of Thanksgiving of <laughs> just, well, I got three three days of work. I'm grateful <laughs> for it, you know? Or, or uh, I believe I am talented and I believe people will see that I am talented, even though at the moment I have no scientific proof of that. <laughs> There's <laughs> right. no evidence. And I think growing up and being like, just because you don't see God doesn't mean it's not true. I I think yeah. I, God doesn't mean it's not true. doesn't mean God isn't there. I think that translated to like, just because I don't have gold statues on my mantle doesn't mean I'm not a good actor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's fully fair. Even the literal technical, uh, technical from the Bible. So it's not that technical, but like uh, the, I'm thinking of the verse in uh, Hebrews, faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen, which does feel like an actor's life more than half the time (laughs) in terms of just like that waiting period and, and the sort of um, whatever you want to call it, like the, the zealotry or the mission that animates the evangelist or the missionary or the the pastor to do their work or, you know, the person with right. an evangelical spirit themselves in the same way you have to have like the same belief in what you're selling, but it's you in that sense, you know? <laughs> right. So it's like a different thing. And sometimes that can be even lonelier because there's not like maybe even a community of people who are like, we all believe in Jeff Heller so much, <laughs> you know, it's like, that's just me, you know, and my partner's very, you know, uh, supportive, but you know, uh, sometimes he believes in me. Hey, I'm in that congregation. As am <laughs> I, up. of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, because mm. uh, the in, the I mean, the only other option then is to feel really scared a lot, or feel upset, yeah. or feel like you've been uh, had something taken from you, or things like that. And so, uh, I think you have to be a very spiritual person to like yeah. actually very much live in the present without the evidence of like all this adoration or booking or jobs or income in the way maybe someone with like a steady office job would take for granted the fact that they're like good at their job, you know, or needed or right. necessary. So, you have built up a very strong muscle probably of being present and like, okay. Yeah, I think that's true. Cool. I think that's true. I think that's so nice. There's this line yeah. in, in the the first episode of the show where uh, Bridget Everett's character, Sam, is joining choir practice for the first time. It's sort of a open mic cabaret show hybrid. Uh, Jeff, your character is on the keys, just playing flawlessly <laughs> with the close-ups of your hands. It's really you playing. Uh, <laughs> and, and it, was, it was totally plugged in. It, it was absolutely plugged in. There was definitely music there on the day. Uh, they didn't pipe it in later. Uh, but but at one point, there's there's all the people in the circle. One of the one of the characters says. Uh, it's kind of triggering to be back here. It's kind of spooky and, and brings back trauma. And then you, your uh, character, uh, kind of states the idea, well, yeah, I, I get it. And I know there's been like a lot of pain here, but for me, it still feels like home and it still feels safe, which mm. I think is a lot of what we end up talking about even on this show too. And like revisiting these little relics or gems or these things that age poorly or age value neutrally <laughs> over time where it's like, Ooh, even when it's like literally a trigger and it's all for like legitimate reasons for ourselves or for even people listening, it's still, it it's it can be 
really helpful to reclaim those things for safety's sake, which I thought was such an interesting theme that was made manifest on the show. Yeah, I know. And the people who wrote that are not really, I mean, I think they grew up in a church, but I don't think they were like church folk. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I think that that's a really beautiful thing that they noticed and that they were able to bring out. Hannah Boz and Paul Thoreen, who were the pilot and created the show. They're great. Yeah. So what a nice theme. Playwrights, I know. The <laughs> East Coast people, we call them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> people who don't see Nicole Kidman's ad at the AMC Theater. <laughs> no. Apparently, because they got their no. screeners. They got they that WGA go privilege. <laughs> <laughs> and it is a privilege. Thank you for pointing that out. Oh, gosh. Well, uh, Jeff, we'd love to talk to you more about a little bit of your upbringing and music. But first, we got to take mm. a break. But thank you so much for sharing your story. And how you grew up and how faith functions for you. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, From grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Thank you to Angie for sponsoring this HeadGum podcast. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Indeed. So if you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Yeah, doing stuff yourself seems fun, but then you actually get 
to, you know, solving a problem and you realize that mm-hmm. you can create 10 more problems and then you probably should have just paid a, yeah. a professional to deal with it right off the bat. You can easily injure and or maim yourself as well. Yeah, you don't want to do that. No. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. You just get the app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. It's very convenient. It sure is, folks, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. So download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Thank you, Angie. Angie Angie.com. Thank you. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by See The Thing Is, another podcast. We want to tell you about a podcast we think you're going to love. It's called See The Thing Is, and it's hosted by Grammy Award-winning R&B artist Bridget Kelly and media personality Mandy B. Every week, Bridget Kelly and Mandy B offer grown, honest, and slightly toxic perspectives on all things music, pop culture, and of course, dating and relationships, everyone's favorite topics. Do you have a hard time finding new music? Are you a millennial who misses what life was like in the 2000s? Are you interested in multiple perspectives on relationships and dating? Are you interested in a podcast that holds all genders to account? See, the thing is, is a podcast that allows space for a wide range of thoughts and emotion. Most recently, the ladies have sat down with Ari Lennox, Van Lathan, and D. Ray McKesson. Join Bridget and Mandy every week as they update you on everything going on in the world with their polarizing hot takes. Subscribe to See The Thing Is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on YouTube. New episodes drop every Tuesday and Friday. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time for another edition of Singles Ministry. It's Singles Ministry. (laughs) I got to auto-tune that. That's not sounding good. This is Singles Ministry. What's that? Yeah, you can just plug it into GarageBand or Logic Pro or whatever you're working in, or wow. whatever the case may be. You are so tech savvy. <laughs> Look at me. I can name programs. Audition, yeah, that's a program. you do and how you always, you would do all the, like, it's very impressive. Yeah. Oh, so uh, Ke- Kevin, one of these days you'll be promoted from assistant uh, engineer to, to head engineer on this show. Yeah. When I die. From the, oh, yeah, <laughs> to go from the lowest of the low to the highest of the low would be set, the thrill of a lifetime for me, truly. <laughs> You'd be coordinated. And, and okay. listen, I've told this to close friends, you know, because I like to take pictures and video so much of, of all my loved ones. Caroline, if you die... There's going to be a uh, wonderful supercut at your funeral. <laughs> it's going to rule. It might go viral. All the things you do over and over again. Oh, my gosh. It'll we'll start great. working on it now. <laughs> Why? Do you have plans? <laughs> uh, hey, I'm looking into this talk? lightning storm like, am I okay? You know? Yeah, could oh, be. But I'm in a house, so I'll probably be fine. Could be next. Be fine. Uh, <laughs> You're not outside on this podcast right now. Singles right. Ministry is the format which we take a single song. We talk about it for the whole Rest of this conversation, the song today is El Shaddai, as performed by Amy, the queen, motherfucking Grant. Uh, Jeff, we were talking about different pop culture things from Christianity that that maybe would be ripe for discussion on the show. You mentioned this song and a few other things. What was your sort of relationship with Christian music or Christian pop culture when you were growing up in the Lutheran church? Uh, you, you might participate in choir, but did you have like a strong relationship with the songs and the music in particular? Oh my gosh, it was all about the songs. It was all about the music. But I mean, like in the Lutheran church, it's not very hip. It was like full on like hymns and stuff. But when I went to his hill, 
we sang El Shaddai. And okay. my first concert ever was Amy Grant. Second ever? was Air Supply. Air Supply, even though I'm pretty old, Air Supply was already not cool. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, yes, my first concert ever, it was, I went with my church. What year was to this? See Amy so Grant. Place it. Wow. Maybe, maybe 89 or 90. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this Years. is peak. This is peak yeah. Amy. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous. Yeah. Oh, it gracious. was it was right after she had her like mainstream baby baby. Hit. Oh yeah. This is like yeah, ninety ninety one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Oh my gosh. And um, you know, with the polka dots. And mm-hmm. uh I mean I was a kid. I wasn't like a growing up girl. <laughs> anyway. Not like Caroline concert, and I a couple of months ago in Anaheim. <laughs> Full grown ass adults going to an Amy Grant concert. Still, maybe the youngest. And still people. the youngest there by <laughs> yeah. far. Although there was a gay couple on our we on were our road. Kids that was for them. Yeah, good for them. Good for yeah, them. Yeah, they were they were excited. Yes, but the concert. Well, I remember at this concert, which I kind of was like, I guess I'll go to this. Um, she, I think maybe that maybe baby song maybe it was before that or something. I don't know. Anyway, um. She sang Thy Word and El Shaddai, mm-hmm. and we sang both of those at our camp, like in the camp songbook. And I was like, I know these songs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I was like, I'm in. I freaking love it. Amy forever. <laughs> Somebody give me a lighter. Oh, you can't light him in here? Oh, we're in a theater. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're telling me Amy Grant is his hill approved? <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> on to I was so into it. And the El Shaddai she sang with like um like like I don't it was like fake candlelight kind of. Oh fake wow. candlelight. Okay. In so my memory, it was like it got dim. Yeah, and there were like little lights, little twinkly lights. Yeah. Gorgeous. So like if, if that was the prom, that would have been the slow dance where everyone uh, grabbed their, <laughs> right. their exactly. special friend and swayed slowly with them. Or was that my word? Because <laughs> thy word is a lamp unto my. I don't know. There was a moment where there were really twinkly lights, and the young Jeff was like, I love the drama of it. <laughs> First concert ever. That's really meaningful. And especially. He was about to get saved again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'll do it. Will you know even one or two songs at a live show for a band? I, I've kind of, especially now, like post. COVID, like, or during COVID, rather, I'm like, the rule is if I don't know a majority of their songs, I don't want to go to oh, gosh, a yeah. concert. I don't, I'm not into concerts for discovery's sake, but if I know no. most of it, I, I would go. So the, the same was that, true. Or when you go to a band and they're promoting a new album, it's all the new songs, and you're like, just play their hits, play yeah, their hits. That's, yeah, that's usually Wasting the case. I know, I'm thinking about that. I'm seeing The Killers. That's going to be my first real concert you know, post-COVID uh, yeah. in August later this year, seven months from now. We'll see which variants in, in fashion and flavor at that it, point. Will it be outside? It'll be at the SoFi a- Stadium, which is where they had um, which is where they had the Super Bowl this past weekend. Wow. So it'll be like partially, but not quite. Not as outside as I would want it to be. But Wow, the Killers are playing a stadium. All right. I know. Cool. I was kind of surprised too, right? But I don't know. Did That's it. like maybe a little judgmental of me, and I apologize. <laughs> well, I apologize they've been the around killers. for like since 2004. No, 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 no. Screw I think it's fine. you, Brandon Flowers. <laughs> Go die. No, if there's Ariana Grande, you wouldn't blink an eye. But it's Good like, luck I filling that stadium. Guess the killers can fill in the stadium. 
Or they might do the thing Maybe. that a lot of legacy, you know, rock artists have to do where it's like they can sell a stadium in some cities, but then they have to book stadiums in all the cities regardless to play those oh. stadiums. And so they'll just have to like tarp out the seats that they didn't oh. sell and put just oh, like right. black covers on it so people don't look at it. Uh, so maybe the killers will have to do that. Oh I don't know. God. I don't know. So well, were there any other maybe like, not in LA? Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll find out. I mean, we're not Utah, so we'll find out uh, for Mormon Town. Um, but w- were there any other like particular artists or acts that you were into at the time, or even particular songs from like the the Christian tradition, or that you were singing in church? Well, I don't know if this is true, but people told me that you too started as a Christian band. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're um, definitely a Christian band. And they had that. Uh, not Sunday Bloody Sunday. What was their big hit? That Where the streets have was, no name. Where the streets have no name is like a Christian song. Oh, secretly, yeah. it's about heaven, dude. Or nine yeah, eleven, depending on the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was like significantly before nine eleven. But okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, and because we did a, a service where like the youth service where we like played music yeah. and um, we we played yeah that U two song and we also played. Kyrie Eleison. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, Kyrie Eleison? What's this song? Choir classic. Kyrie Eleison. Da, 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 da. I'm not saying the right words. <laughs> I don't know this Kyrie song. Kyrie Eleison in the darkness of the night. <laughs> Whoa. I we was thinking it. of the like very uh, formal choir version that I realized, oh, no, this is probably also a U2 song. <laughs> I don't know. And that's why you're no. rocking it. It's, I, oh, now I feel like. Wait, wait, no, no, no. We got, we got to figure this out. How, how do you how even spell it? Curie Eleison? K-Y. K-Y. Curie Eleison. Yeah, K-Y-R-E-L-E-E. L E L E I S O N. It's by Mr. Mister. Mr. Mister. It's by Mr. Mister. Okay. You, you know, everybody's favorite band, Mr. Mister. Mr. <laughs> Mister. <laughs> Wait, is this it? Let's listen. Let's take a quick listen. Yes, this is it. Let's get to the singing. Yeah, yeah, you gotta get to the, yeah. to the break. Is this it? No. Mm-hmm. Here we go, here we go. Oh. Uh. Yeah, Ooh. okay. Yes, okay. And these are spiritual lyrics thematically? You were able to, <laughs> to spin it to that? Well, it's you Latin. know, you, the curie is when you. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's it's Latin for it's, Christ. Curie is Latin a part for of the, Christ. That's a part of the service where you sing the Curie eleison. It uh, translates to "I stand, I stand, I stand, Jesus Christ." <laughs> Wait, it translates to "I stand, Jesus." Christ. That's crazy. And we'll that get they, to that when we talk about El Shaddai as well, because <laughs> I have translations. Oh, oh well, thank God. Well, I mean, we might as well kind of. I mean, uh, yeah, don't don't hold back. Let's talk. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. Caroline, I I usually make you do this part, uh, but Jeff, we we do this thing on the show when we start playing a song. We try to do the hit the goalpost thing that DJs do, where they kind of vamp right before the song's vocals actually start to see okay. how close we can get it to spouting nonsense that still makes sense. 
uh-huh. as an intro right before the vocals. So I'm going to give it a go. Unless you want to. No, you do it. Okay, I'm going to try. I don't completely understand. Coming in at the top of the hour, we got El Shaddai from Amy motherfucking Grant. I probably can't say those words on the air. I will be fired from this job. And I just want everyone to know, especially my, my wife, Tracy, I love her. El Shaddai, <laughs> El Shaddai, The song goes so on and so forth, kind of repeats oh, after that. It's a good tune. It's a good tune. El Shaddai. El Shaddai. I, I know this. What's that? Oh, my God. Oh, whoa. Hey, so Charo. We were having fun putting silly We were being silly on, on Zoom. That's just something for us, not for the listeners. But... Uh, <laughs> I think everything's going to be all right. Uh, <laughs> El Shaddai. El Shaddai. El Shaddai. El Shaddai. El Shaddai. El That's some spicy lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> it's spicy. Yeah, this is Italian. Um, <laughs> is it, it's kind of weird, right, that this wasn't in House of Gucci, this song. <laughs> El like, Shaddai. Are we, are we positive it didn't Imagine ever come Jared up? Imagine Jared Leto. I want to go back. I want to go back. It might be in the director's cut, which is somehow four yeah. hours longer. Uh, this, uh, this is actually the song that's playing in the club when they go dancing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, right. By the way, that's a digress. The music choices in House of Gucci were all like slightly period inaccurate. They were using like 80 songs for the 70s portions and vice versa. It's very odd. I don't know what really Scott's doing, but right. I, I'm, that that's the big problem with that movie. Thank you for your service. Like, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's, that's the only no notes. I find no fault otherwise. Otherwise, perfect. Otherwise, perfect. <gasps> a little tweak. This is a song uh, written by Michael Card and John Thompson. Michael Card was a, a pretty prolific singer songwriter, using direct quotes from scripture. Obviously, Card put it on his album '81. But uh, much like, you know, Whitney kind of did to Dolly with I Will Always Love You, it became the song we know it as 
today when Amy put it on her Age to Age album in 1982. Uh, the title comes from the Judaic name of God, translated as God Almighty, El Shaddai. And Caroline, you said you might have other translation for, for, the, yeah. for the Hebrew, for um, the rest of it? Jeff, I'm so sorry you never studied Hebrew uh, <laughs> when you got your theology degree because that would have really come in handy for you today um, that you decided to shirk your responsibilities to God. <laughs> to because I took minor. Greek. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, you took Greek. Okay. Um, but luckily, I have taken Hebrew, so oh, I can Have you actually, Caroline? Sort of perfectly. Yeah. So oh. El Shaddai, El Shaddai. Uh, that translates to the shit, the shit, okay. El Elian na Odenonia. God is the very best. <laughs> okay. And then later on we have Urk, and, and Amy really hits that pronunciation just right. She's, oh my gosh, she Urk really Hama does. Na she really Odenaya. does. She's kind of um, the most. That that roughly translates to like what an icon is our God. <laughs> wow, what an so, icon. All those years. I mean, I was oof, I was slaving over my school books back in the days. So the so Hebrew was just out of control <laughs> as far as like the the <laughs> forethought that they had to you know modern slang in 2022. That's really the Bible really is culture. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's true yesterday, today, forever, Jesus is the same, and it's kind of a, a, a testament, no pun intended, to that to mm-hmm. that truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Jeff, you okay? Now, Jeff has put COVID 19 as his background, <laughs> the literal virus. Is background. It's never far from us in our thoughts. So, you, so, so you, you like this, you sang it in church, you said this was like a, a or you sang it well, at, we'll the, sing at, at the camp. camp. Yeah. Okay. Around the campfire. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, he, he was singing it around the campfire. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Uh, Who is that? Who is we that? both have Lady Gaga. That's Gaga. Oh, that's Gaga. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's her character. What's the character's name, Caroline? Uh, it's like Joe Calderon or something. Like that. Goddamn. <laughs> Joe Calderon. Yeah, Joe Calderon. Mm. My lord. Mm. And you just have straight up. Uh, I have Allie. I have Allie. Yeah. yeah. Allie. Right. Starsborn. Starsborn. Ladies and gentlemen, right. Allie. Uh, oh, that's what that's who I should have said got snubbed for Tammy Faye. Anyway, uh, point is, I'm not going to go back and change that joke. The point <laughs> is, we did sing El Shaddai around there, and um, <laughs> and it was um, real good. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. Um, we, we would sing it around the campfire, and I learned that if you, if, at the end, if you go, El Shaddai, El Shaddai, El Adonai. You could do a nice harmony. That that harmony would give me chills, I can already tell. Uh, It really would. And I would sing it and I'd be like, oh, did you notice? (laughs) Sorry. The young boy searching for his harmonies around the camp. Everyone was like. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> I was always care. doing loud, thirsty harmonies in <laughs> church. Some harmonies time. are thirstier than others, and I think it is time <laughs> that we, we, we talk about that. Yeah. Uh, yes. Mine were the thirstiest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, through your love oh. and through the ram, you saved the son of Abraham through the power of your hand. You turned the sea into dry land. Caroline, cue your joke about through the power of my hand, I turned someone's sea into dry land. Dry land. As is my And then to through the, to the outcast on her knees. Okay. <laughs> okay. You were the God who really sees and brought your might, set your children free. Uh, oh, actually, we did used to make that joke. 
Set your children free, you know. It's like oh a- man. <laughs> so this yes, for lesser home, Jeff did do a, a bit of a lewd gesture that was uh, jacking <laughs> off. Because uh, you know, like you know, your sperm Future is your children. children. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't, we- I don't condone it, y'all. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a sin. But if you got to do it, so so it's a sin for us sperm producers in the mix over here. I will say that a uh, uh, sort of like kind of respectful custom in the Christian faith is like post nut, you do sing a song of lament, uh, to, you know, <laughs> to your fallen and you say goodbye, my sons and daughters. So long. I'll farewell. miss you all the same. Yes, exactly. So, and- is this the little girl? I- <laughs> 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 oh, wow. Either way, you know, like, and that's just the sanctity of life. You know, that's, that's the sort of sanctity of life we believe in. After, after you not, you sing a song to them. Was that Fiddler in the Roof? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that great Christian musical. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, it's Christian to me. <laughs> oh, man. I, oh, I'm going to think about that for a while. <laughs> Is this the little girl I carry? Oh, boy. <laughs> we'll see that next time. Through the okay. years, you've made it clear that the time of Christ was near, though the people couldn't see what Messiah ought to be. Through your word contained the plan they just couldn't understand. Your most awesome work was done through the frailty of your son. So it's a big, big old explicit worship song. Little did they know the frailty of your son and how almighty and powerful. It's a very delicate song musically. Very beautiful melody, um, mm. I think. And and very fun to to play on the, I'll just speak personally, very on fun to play on the on the trust. <laughs> yeah, on the drums. On the drums, I am on a box drum right now. Uh, but yes, on the on the piano as well. Caroline, I, I don't know if you had any um, experience with this song before, other than when we did see Amy in Anaheim, she did do this solo acoustic, and it was very beautiful, actually. Tore down the house. Oh, yeah. Did she have little twinkle lights? No, she didn't. So no. yes, Jeff, your experience was, yes, it was, your experience was better, okay? It was better. Is that so what you want us to say? Her lighting design that entire show was Iffy? a shame. <laughs> yeah. A sham and a shame. <laughs> was... Well, I guess, you, as you said, I was seeing her in her peak. <laughs> yeah, you were, I know. And be grateful for that, because that must have been spectacular. Now, was she at a stadium in Anaheim? or <laughs> She was at a theater, oh. I think. She was near a stadium. She was near, <laughs> was near, the, she was near the Honda Center. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she was So it's close. Um, I have a confession. You know, I have heard this song from, I think, our, like, many times we've covered Amy Grant at this point. I know it's <laughs> iconic. I know it is, like, a very important song. It's known as kind of her big song. Um, I just can't wrap my head around what is so special <laughs> And I'm so sorry. Uh, and I, I think it's pretty, but like the the lyrics, I was hoping for more. They're very dry. They're very biblical. You're you know, looking for very, wet lyrics. Very right? OT. <laughs> I'm looking for a little more of a signature Amy Grant, you know, which has some specificity. There's a story. Right, like baby, and almost, baby. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's specifically about a baby. And, I'm looking uh, for sort of the complexity of a baby, baby, <laughs> or, or a fat baby. That other song she did. She does have a song, um, Jeff, called "Fat Baby." Uh, that's yeah. quite excellent. That it's a big Ann Gettys tribute. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it was a good sponsorship deal. Hi, I'm Amy Grant, <laughs> partnering with Ann Gettys this year. Hey, just I love a fat little baby, baby and some cabbage. And a sunflower seed. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Ann Gettys used to have a gallery in downtown Disney, and it's gone now. Downtown Disney. People don't oh. buy baby art anymore. Oh, what a shame. Sad. Gracious. What a shame. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> I, I I think it's nice. Maybe so. Maybe you two can explain to me. You know what is it about this song that makes you feel something? I think that it creates. I'll I'll speak first, and I'll let Jeff go. I think it creates a sense of reverence and awe and wonder on the part of the listener because of mm. musically, it's playing around with. It's not just the one to the four to the five again. There's like interesting minor chords mixed in there. So there's almost something about the fear of God that gets mixed in on a musical level that then is borne out in the lyrics too. Like, you know, El Shaddai being almighty God, Adonai being, uh, what's the translation? I had it right in front of me, most high Icon. God. Yes. <laughs> uh, so so that sort of thing. I, I like music that's not just because a lot of the CCM now, Jeff, the contemporary Christian music and praise and worship is just, you are good. It's just that. I like something that's a little, that's just like a titch spookier. Just like maybe uh-huh. twenty to thirty percent more spooky in terms right. of like musically, and I feel like El Shaddai hits the ratio very well for me in that respect. Do you think it's because like the lyrics are a little more complicated, so it's not as easy to project them on the back wall with an overhead projector, like <laughs> yeah, like you can for the other for the small. No one wants one. to type it out. I think that's a part of it. It's like yeah. you know. Parasite's a great movie, but would we have loved it as much if it was in English? There's something interesting about like, ooh, this extra element of translation that you have to get through. That's fun. Uh, so yes, El Shaddai's the parasite of uh, <laughs> I get what you're going for, but there's a slight problem with Bob the syntax of that. No, I think it's one for one flawless analogy. Okay. Okay. Um, I think I like it. And, this is as big a read as, as what Caroline gave it. It's just like repetition. <laughs> it's just like, it was what I got a lot of. And even like of the camp songs, it was not my favorite camp song. My favorite camp song was, do y'all know that song, Light the Fire? So light the fire, light the fire. In my soul. In my soul. Bend the flames. Bend the flames. Bend and make me whole. That was my favorite song. this one. It has like a real nice melody. Like the fire in my heart again. Oh, I, I like that. It's got yeah. like a little bit of a country twang to it. Well, I just was, I was in Texas. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're doing that way in Minnesota. <laughs> Madonna had a country tang in, in Texas, I'm sure. Exactly. Uh, yeah, light the That's fire. Exciting. Oh, gosh. I, I would, Surely you've heard it, Caroline, even once, but maybe not. I don't know. Do you know... Our God is an awesome God. Of yeah, course, one, right? of course. Love that one. Oh, yeah. This is a little slowed down. Dude, this is very slow. Okay. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to... I just put YouTube on 1.5 speed. <laughs> and now it sounds so much right. better. Can I just say, though... What's that? This... This arrangement of it mm-hmm. makes it sound cheese bald. When you're around a campfire and just have that one really handsome Talented. guy who probably has nothing going on in his brain, but because he's so quiet, you just feel like, oh, he knows everything. <laughs> and 
he's playing and he's playing the guitar and it's and it's just like it's just acoustic and he's singing and then they're like the really pretty girl and they like maybe are gonna flirt and they they sing it in perfect harmony. Oh. oh, and then from the back row, I'm hearing a, a harmonizing <laughs> moment from a, a loud young man. <laughs> it, it just it sends a chill. That thirsty <laughs> six foot five boy seems to really be going for it right going now. Going up to that fifth, it's like that's what where is that? Is that a descant? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> is he scatting? <laughs> Oh gracious! Well, um, okay, anyway, I get that. Yes. So just straight up repetition. When it's couched, wait, yes, when it's couched in nostalgia and repetition, and you know these mm-hmm. moments of reverence, and then you have the candlelight near mm-hmm. gorgeous Amy's face, that makes a mm-hmm. lot of sense to me. I get that. Right. Now right. we do a segment on the show oftentimes with these songs called "Cover Me." Where we go to YouTube and we do just see, hey, you know, this song may have had some sort of influence or iconography uh-huh. in the musical lexicon for people and say, uh, you know, what's their interpretation of it? Well, how, how, how did they work it out? There's, you know, I'm excited about this. There's pretty, um, I would say, not very fun modern interpretations of it. There's one I found from Jesus Image, which is kind of a praise and worship band, doing it in a very 2021 fashion. We can take a listen to some of that. Tag yourself in the video. <laughs> oh, they have they have the following the bouncing bouncing ball at the bottom. That's oh, they, they sure do. They sure do. <laughs> Sing along. A staple. A staple of this. Uh, you know, and and I did find just uh, to to speak to sort of the somewhat spookiness of this. I did find there is a sort of children's choir industrial complex called Kids in Tune. Kids in Ooh, Tune. Scary. Uh, <laughs> you've heard of Children of the Chord. This is Kids in Tune. <laughs> and they do their own little I was in Tots That Rock. I never thought about it. There's only one thing to do. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! They don't know what El Shaddai means, so they have to Google it on their smartphones. And now they're texting each other what the definition is. Wow, that's deep. Wow, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> Such a diverse Yikes. choir. <laughs> You know what? Shame on me. Shame on me. (laughs) Yeah. Listen. (laughs) This looks like the children from uh, Gwen Shamblin's cult church. Yes, they are. Way down. Not a fat one. (laughs) 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 No. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. Look at this gal, just stone faced at the back. Like she got the solo. Your 
I know that we're supposed to be making fun of this, but I'm having like a tender moment for this young woman. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm Take sure it. you see, you know, maybe the thirstiness in her is the thirstiness in you. I think uh, you it know, might be. At, at a little kid's I camp. did not feel that for the grown-ups who were doing that very dramatic hand motion as they sang. Like that, I was like, <laughs> calm down. Calm down. That's about you. It's not about your faith. Right. But this little girl, I mean, I'm sure it's just like her parents are like, if you want to perform, you have to sing Jesus. And but I just and lift your arm up here and there, right? Get some movement. <laughs> Sing out, please. It's my favorite, gang. It's just one of my favorite things in the world. If you love any song, just type that song into YouTube and type in "children" and see what 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 like either nightmare YouTube family has forced their kind of in key son or daughter to sing it or like. A total like kids Bob version. Like I'm thinking of the aca acapella shallow with all the children that I think I've shown you, Caroline. Oh, oh I want to I'm gonna check that out as soon as we're off of here. I would love it like if you were doing like a funny sketch, like to somehow get that nine inch nail song animal done by children. <laughs> or like you ought to know. <laughs> I oh, that's want definitely you got a lot of cuts. I feel it. <laughs> I think that'd be a funny sketch. <laughs> that must exist. I have to imagine that exists somewhere. You ought to know, children. Okay, well, I gotta, I gotta Google something late for later. Uh, but yeah, and then of course, there's my favorite is if I can ever find a particular kind of instrumental cover, I'll find it. And I'm doing this again, where I'm throwing it to the goalpost. And this is coming in top of the hour. We got Jeff Hiller, Caroline Ely, and Kevin T. Port on the line. Oh. <laughs> okay. This is a shock. Is this Bill Clinton? Yeah, this is me. Kenny G. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you were, I heard you were talking about his hill. Well, that's me. She's my hill. <laughs> I wear boxers. Capitol Hill. <laughs> Uh, shout out to yeah. His hill is my hill. Capitol Hill. <laughs> is our hill. Capitol Hill. I think that's why Hillary couldn't get elected. I found my thrill <laughs> on Capitol Hill. Oh, gracious. Oh, no. I'm just a bill. Oh. I'm just a bill. You, I'm, surely he's made that Come joke. On. I hope so. Surely. If the he last. has any sense, he would have. When do you think Absolutely. is the last time that Bill and Hillary Clinton made each other laugh genuinely? Because people make all these jokes of like, oh, they probably haven't slept in the same bed in so long and blah, blah, blah. But when's the last time you think they actually made each other giggle and chuckle and laugh? Probably when Hillary did her master class. <laughs> On resilience. <laughs> I think, I actually, I mean, I know that this is not a very fun answer. <laughs> but I think they probably, I think they are pretty smart. I think that I, my thing is no matter right wing liberal, centrist, I do think when they're behind closed doors, they're funny. And they just have to turn the funny off mm. when they, you know, when they're trying to appeal to all of the different people to get elected. So, because so many people would be offended. But I think when they know that no one's going to be offended and that everybody's on their side. Oh, yeah. I think, I think they can make each other laugh real hard. <laughs> I bet they go. I bet they go there. I bet they go really there. Oh. Uh, they go there. Bill, I'm going to tell <laughs> it like it is now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Let's talk about the Jews. 
<laughs> Hillary. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whoa, hey. Hey, that's not PC. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> the gloves are off. <laughs> No. Again, this is, you know, this is Caroline and mine's idea, Jeff, is, you know, because Hillary does for real have a masterclass on masterclass.com. You can take right. called On Resilience when she talks mm. about how to be resilient. But mm. we were thinking it would be a fun, like, April Fool's Day thing for all the masterclass instructors to swap courses. So instead <sighs> of Steve Martin teaching comedy, it's Hillary that day. Steve mm-hmm. Martin teaches on resilience. Dr. Yeah, Dre no, teaches Martin painting. Steve Martin teaches on um I like uh, that the RuPaul one. <laughs> yeah, wait, no, wait. no, David Mamet teaches the RuPaul. One. Oh gracious! <laughs> Aaron Sorkin teaches singing. <laughs> la la, exactly. la 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 la. <laughs> gracious. And somehow Natalie Portman teaches Helen Mirren's, and Helen Mirren teaches Natalie Portman. Yeah, which is both weird. acting. It yeah. doesn't actually scan. It still doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I learned a lot though. <laughs> I learned a lot, a lot about myself. Man, anything else to say about El Shaddai before we kind of give our rating? <laughs> ranking i mean we've really interrogated it what it meant to us spiritually what it continues to mean to us today so may we just get to that the way this works jeff is that we're going to mm-hmm. give it a holy toast which is a thumbs up or a holy roast which is a thumbs down holy toast mm-hmm. being a thumbs up we send this song and amy motherfucking grant all the way to heaven or holy roast we send it down or wow yeah, I know. It's pretty binary on this show, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. But there is a third. There is a third option. Oh, uh, okay. We can send it to Purgatory, which is... The space between... <laughs> and we'll start as per usual with Caroline Ely. All right. All right. You all know I love Amy Grant more than my own mother. Uh, what the hell? <laughs> I think she's amazing. <laughs> I adore her. Um... This song is a tough one for me, as, as I stated. Uh, but here's what I will say. To live is Christ. To Shaddai is game. Okay. I will. But I will Shaddai on this hill. Oh, my gosh. That this song is Shaddai. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, Holy Roast, I don't like it. Holy Roast, okay. <laughs> Caroline has spoken. And we turn it to Jeff, our guest for this episode. <clears throat> um. Okay, well, I can't really stand by it as like an awesome piece of music. Um, <laughs> but it has historical meaning for me personally. Mm. And her accent is... A lot. So I'm going to give it, what are the options again? Holy toast or or holy roast? Roast. I'm going to give it holy the most, which is sort of thumb sideways. Purgatory, baby. (laughs) Purgatory. He's putting it in the space between. Purgatory. Neil Limbo. Well, I love women in STEM. (laughs) I love women doing it for themselves. And I love a bilingual woman. And in this mm-hmm. song, Amy demonstrates that she's fluent not only in the English tongue, but also the <laughs> Hebrew tongue. Are you saying she's in STEM because she uh, is speaking another language? No, I'm saying oh, okay. she, I love women in STEM and I love women who are bilingual. The accomplished women is what I'm saying. Okay. Sure, I love you know women what? who make more money than I do. I love women who, you know, the list goes on. Yeah. Um, 
I love, again, a spooky anthem to Jesus and to God. Mm. I love something that evokes a young Jeff Hiller just mm. lurching over the fire, hoping that someone is paying attention to him. Somebody, please, God, look at him. But not, not too hard, but maybe just a little. And I love that video that I couldn't find. But this is a video from, I think, 2018 or 2019. And Amy Grant did this uh, uh, music festival. And then she just like took her guitar. And it was like a surprise thing. She just went out into the crowd unprompted and she sang this like acoustic at a, like a it was inside a tent where there were people were, it was wow. like a bunch of beer was being swilled and i was singing hell should i i can't <laughs> find the clip though i was looking for it before we I think started you dreamed that <laughs> it might have been a i i have been confusing a fantasy for reality <laughs> yeah that's my fantasy man i had the most pathetic dream fantasy the other night it's terrible i can't even share it on the pie it's so <laughs> so bad <laughs> just so like okay. low bar uh but anyway uh maybe off mic but i i'll give it a holy toast i'll i'll stick out i'll stand by there my woman and i will be an ally uh to a woman who's given me me so much mm. and stick a thumb up for amy <laughs> so quite a but, quite a direction we're going there carolyn Stick a thumb up St- for Amy. Stick a thumb <laughs> thumb up for <laughs> Amy. Not stick a thumb up, Amy. <laughs> I didn't say that. I would never. Elsha, hi. <laughs> okay. God. Gracious. Elsha, oh my. <laughs> so so we're split. This might be our first three-way tie split. We got a toast, we got a roast, and we got for a space every between. every single kind of vote. That's really interesting to me. Snap, crackle, pop. Also, also what's interesting to me is um, Jeff? I couldn't find a children's choir, but I did find a thirteen-year-old girl singing "Ironic" by Alanis Morissette. <laughs> <laughs> Ironic? That's not. Oh, the voice! Oh, this isn't the American voice, is it? I was no. Say, I don't know these judges. Okay. Is this Canada? No, I think it's another language. Oh, yeah, she's... Oh, Slongs, oh, Divanongs. Like, <laughs> this is like Holland. <laughs> I couldn't find the children's choir, though. I'm so sorry. Oh, well, I will, I will continue to look. But I did... I Wait. I did find this. Hang on. I wish Oh my god, yeah, this fire, is bad. Fire. Work. <laughs> oh my gosh. This woman. Uh-huh. This is great. Somebody call Kate Cannon right now because this is Pitch Perfect 4. <laughs> this is Pitch Perfect. This is how you keep the series going. This is it. Oh, gracious. What a time. Oh, my gosh. Everyone do the – if you can find a children's choir version of You Ought to Know, please send it our way. Specifically, we want little kids singing there was a slap in the face how quickly I was replaced. <laughs> <laughs> and, Will she uh, go down on you in a theater? Yeah, yeah. We just, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, but it's filthy. No, no but I assume it would be the kids' Bob version where they always they always change the words. So, so famously for all about the bass, they didn't say 
I'm bringing booty back. They didn't do that song by Megan Trainer oh. or the lyric. They they did. They said, "I'm bringing it all back," <laughs> but they do it so so fast. This will be a fun treasure hunt for the listener later. They do it so fast. It sounds like they're singing, "I'm bringing anal back." <laughs> so it does sound like the children's choir singing, oh, "I'm bringing no. anal back." Uh, <laughs> oh, there's a really great rainbow. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty. Whoa. Okay. And really, on that note, you know, right? I mean, I, I didn't Christian mean to distract fun. from kids talking about anal. But there's a rainbow outside. New drop. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's not fair. Jeff, listen, we're um, mm. we're taking it to a more worshipful space now. We're bringing it down mm. here in the conversation. We're dimming the lights. Mm. We're lighting the candles. Mm. And. Uh, here they go. We're we're turning our little mm. lights on like Amy had on stage mm. for young Jeff Hiller. Mm. And we're not here, Jeff, to promote ourselves and plug our projects. Like you've probably mm. been doing a lot recently on a lot of bunch oh, of yeah. cool podcasts. Yeah. We're not here to do that. We're here to lift them up to the Lord. Mm. And by it, I mean uh, our social media handles, our projects, and maybe the last thing that we loved and enjoyed in the secular culture. And we start as per usual with Caroline. Um, you can lift me up and uh, enjoy me at Caroline's cool. Farts. Here's a reminder that uh, the merch store is dying, and you can use code <laughs> Ashes to Ashes for forty percent off. Wait, is that really the left. code? That's really the code. <laughs> is it Ashes T O or two? T O. Okay, thank you. Ashes to Ashes. Great. Um. <laughs> And for my lift up, something I've been sincerely enjoying far before I knew we had this guest booking, <laughs> this Jeff booking, somebody somewhere. It's such a good show. Oh, I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with Bridget Everett. I've liked her for a long time to get Jeff up there co-starring, doing an incredible job. I just love your character, Joel. He's amazing. I want to be like him. Um, it's a fantastic show. Very funny, very enjoyable. Uh, and as a former uh, Midwesterner myself for a short time, you know, it feels good to see myself on screen. <laughs> Representation matters. Um, yes, that's right. That's my lift up. Wow. Very lovely. Thank you, Caroline. We turn it to the aforementioned Jeff Hiller. Uh, I just want to lift up my Instagram handle, Boom Boom Hiller. <laughs> doing a great um, job. A lot of self promo on there today. A lot of lifting yeah, himself up. Yeah, there. it was a little too well, much. It was a little too much. I lifted myself okay. up. Direct him. I um uh, I want to lift up uh, Kevin Porter dragging me. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of my lift ups. <laughs> yeah. Shaming him for his success. No, it's great. I like it. We love to see it. Uh, Jealous rest, Kevin T. Porter. King supporting kings. That's what I meant it to be. No. Um, I wanna I don't wanna lift up Twitter because I'm not on Twitter anymore because I got off of social media during the pandemic and then I Smart. went to go back on and my Twitter account had sus- had expired. <laughs> what? Oh no! My Instagram account. Apparently, if you're not on Twitter for uh, over a year, it goes away. Oh no! And so I I lift up the ephemeralness of Twitter and I say goodbye. Farewell. Say goodbye Thank I want you, to say, Jack. I want to lift up Abbott Elementary, which is a very funny show. Uh, Quinta Brunson uh, is so great, and it's 
it's uh, you, you think it's gonna be just like a normal mockumentary show, but it has so much heart and it's such much beauty. Oh, uh, I want to lift up the Gilded Age. Oh, <laughs> I guess yes. I don't know. Yeah. Can we lift up gowns? Can we lift up ballrooms? Quigs. Can we lift up gossip? Broadway stars. <laughs> Nonstop Broadway stars. All Broadway, the Broadway, all Broadway. the people on Broadway who are out of work because of COVID, who are available for the Gilded Ages shooting schedule, are the on most that stacked show. cast ever. Seriously, every every single one. Hell yeah! And um, I want to get, get lift up Good Christian Fun podcast, which um, <laughs> it's not just to pay back because Caroline said somebody somewhere. <laughs> That's so nice. It is called Good Christian Fun, the podcast, but you know, that's okay. Oh, that's what did I say? You just say Good say? Christian Podcast, which that could, you know, oh. actually be a lot of podcast. And that's totally <laughs> fine to like totally. Good Christian Fun. You essentially dead named our podcast, which is totally fine. And everyone's listening and learning, you right. know. It's like well, if I called your show something something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> can so I just say really quickly? Um, there, I have like Facebook friends like I'll promote it being like we have a new episode this Sunday or whatever and people will write like I wish you were on Hulu I don't have HBO <laughs> it's so easy to get <laughs> the response it's so know, easy like, to get okay thanks for the comment <laughs> like anyway lift it up Kevin lift it up I'm gonna lift yes. it up oh bo 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 baby thank you Jeff I'm lifting up Myself at Kevin T. Porter on Peloton, Letterboxd, <laughs> Instagram, and most especially OnlyFans. Still holding strong at 12 fans at OnlyFans.com uh, slash Kevin T. Porter. But we're hoping to double that number the by the end of the 12. decade. Uh, by 2030, I hope to have 24 uh, fans on there. Ugh, you're going to be 10 years older? Yeah, I'll be 42. What's wrong with that? Don't be Your ageist. Your price better be going even more down. Yeah, it'll it'll depreciate in value over time. It'll be like a $4 subscription per month by the end of it. What kind of content are you offering? Well, but Jeff, the- that's kind of something for subscribers, isn't it? It would be... Touché. I I I would be betraying my community if I if I gave it away for free right now. So I can't really do that. Fair. Um, yes. Wait, Caroline, did I already lift up Marry Me? That movie, Marry Me? Yeah, you did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you still love and marry me. <laughs> I've been bombing the soundtrack. It's so good. Uh, uh, gracious. I'll lift up uh, somebody somewhere. I'll lift up... Uh, uh, you know what? Oh, you know what? I, I've been meaning to do this for like a couple months. I'm going to lift up my dumb meme account that I started. Oh, yeah. I started a meme account. So It's Jeff, not memes, though. Well, it's a, it's a, uh, it could be, or it's, it's, it's a, yeah. I don't know what you want to call it. And Jeff, it's a, it's a funny account. I'll get you, I'll get your perspective on it. Let, let me sell something to you. So you know how when you see a picture in a television show or a movie in the last like 20 years, like someone holds up an old family photo and it's like the husband oh, and wife right. in better times. It's the worst Photoshop you've ever seen in your life. Absolutely. It looks plastered on like a seven-year-old was drunk and did it on the iPad like five minutes before shooting. So I've started an Instagram and Twitter account called Sloppy Photoshoppy, at Slop Photoshop on all platforms, in which it is screenshots of the worst Photoshops in movies anytime they have a family photo or perhaps the main character with a, you know, powerful person in the world like Condoleezza Rice or Pres Bush himself, George W. Bush, as was the case in Lines for Lambs, a Tom Cruise movie I watched recently. 
in which bush? Tom Cruise and Condoleezza Rice are just chilling and hanging out. It's also funny because he probably actually did meet her at some point, right? Probably. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, Tom I assume he had to. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I want to plug... Book club, I remember being like, wow, that's a bad Photoshop. <laughs> and that is... <laughs> Yeah, it's this, right. is, this oh. is one of the book club photoshops right here. Man, uh, as an all-timer. Displayed on the screen. They're not even the right age. No. Kevin, do you take submissions? Yes. Yeah, because I have okay. one too. Yeah. Okay, great. I believe it's uh, the submission email is in the bio. I believe it's slapphotoshop at gmail.com or it might be slappyphotoshoppy at gmail.com. I forget. But it's at slapphotoshop. Don't go to slapphotoshop.com. It's a different thing. You don't want it. I promise. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's so Kevin's only thing. Virgin is like. <laughs> also, you can see Jane Fonda. What movie? She, she's from Coming Home. Diane yeah. is from Baby Boom. <laughs> Candace Bergen is from Murphy Brown, and Mary Steenburgen is from um, the um, the one about it's something Matt and Molly or so, I don't know. Anyway, wait, they're all in costume so for another movie. Yes. Oh, oh is it God. McCabe and Mrs. Miller? Is no. that the one? No, and I'm I'm embarrassed that I can't remember the name of it, but it has oh, that's M, okay. and it has Dudley Moore in it. And <laughs> uh, this is another one of my favorites. <laughs> 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 Tom Cruise and Fred Bush giving the thumbs up. Uh, it's so good. On the ones and twos. So everyone follow sloppy photoshoppy. You can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Go to patreon.com slash good Christian Fun for more good Christian fun. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We donate to charity, and this month's charity is Rain Jeff. Hiller, oh. thank you so Jeff much Hiller, for joining us on the show. But thank time you after so time. Much. It's time after time. That's time after time. Time after time. Okay, there <laughs> we go. Thank time. you so much for having me. I just wanted to get that Mary Steenburgen uh, credit <laughs> in there real quick. And if listeners take away nothing else from this episode, take away that. Mary Steenburgen was in time after time. <laughs> thank you. And uh, listen, there's nothing left to say except for, okay. Okay. I love, I love you. you. Thank, Thank you, Emma. Emma. Amen. And of course, we're going to go out with a new Christian standard. You ought to know, sung by a choir. This this video is February 19, 2020. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. That was a headgum podcast.